The Power 40 podcast is an uplifting faith-based podcast that speaks to all that is going on in our world. Our goal is to share inspirational real life stories and experiences from notable guests around the country on matters that touch us all. The number 40 symbolizes a period of testing, trial, or probation. We all experience trying times in our lives, but it's what comes from these times that make us who we are. As we depict periods of people's lives where the idea of the number 40 is played out, we will learn the goodness that comes from perseverance, determination, and belief. I'm your host, Danica Tramberg, joined today by a woman who has been trailblazing the marketing industry with strengths, smarts, grace, and all of the things. Not only is she at an executive status, she's also a mother and avid health junkie. So excited to welcome Angela Bonovich to the podcast today. Thanks for joining me. Wow. Thank you. That was quite the intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you certainly live up to that. So I I guess let's just start with, with marketing your career. Tell us a little bit about what led you to pursue this path in your career, this industry? Why marketing? Yeah, I was, you know, taking some time thinking about that. And really, you know, nobody in my family is really all that creative aside from my children, which I think that they get for me since their dad is an accountant. But um, I really think that early on, my grandpa inspired me because I just always remember him being just like super creative. We were always like, woodworking and building things together. And he was always trying to come up with like different inventions and stuff. Um, So that just sticks out to me in my childhood. And I think that, you know, my experience with him kind of led me to pursue a more creative path in my career. Um, When I was in high school, I took an art class that was called commercial art. Um, I'm really dating myself with that. But um, that basically, you know, that was kind of like my first experience with um, combining art with advertising. Um, so now it's called graphic design. And from there, um, I really chose to pursue, um, a career in graphic design and that's what my undergrad is. So that's really how I started. And then just throughout my career, I've just become involved in all different areas of of marketing, which has led me to where I am today. Did you think when you were in school that you would be graphic designing the rest of your life or did you want to kind of go to another level of marketing? Um, I really thought I would be in more of a design role. Um, and it wasn't until my first job and I had a couple of years of, of working and doing graphic design and just seeing what some of the other um, professionals in my department were doing, you know, working with clients, both internal and external clients. And that's when I started thinking like, I could do that. I could expand in that type of a role um, and started taking on other responsibilities from brand management to website design. And that's really when I started like thinking a little bit bigger, like where I could go in my career. And I still think early on, I I probably minimized that a little bit where, you know, I started off as a graphic designer. And then my next goal was I really want to be a brand manager. Um, and that was at that time, that was kind of where I thought I would end up in my career. And um, obviously, if I've advanced beyond that, but you start to, you know, you, you do a role and you do it really well. And then you kind of think about what's next and what's next. Yeah, that's so true. And you just, yes, no, I think that's so true. And I think you begin to just when you're so fresh out of school too, you just start to see what all is out there because so many jobs are, I mean, they're not, necessarily presented to you in school. Like you don't know exactly what you're going to be doing. And, um, you know, even 
looking at graphic design classes to what you were probably were doing in graphic design was even different from that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting too. You just grow and learn more and learn more about yourself too, as you develop in your career. And I think that's, what's super interesting. Um, I also know one of my favorite things about you, and I actually don't really know much about it. Uh, it's just your trip to Tanzania. Did that come with a career that you were in with a job or, or what drove you to that direction? Um, yeah. So actually how I was introduced to that was actually the marketing director that I worked for at the time at my first job. So, um, I did learn about it there, but, um, this was, I think back in 2008. Um, but my boss at the time, her daughter was going to school for social work and she spent some time in Tanzania working at this children's village. Um, and then my boss ended up going, and working there for about a month. And I just said to her, I'm like, if you ever go back there, I'm like, I want to go with you. Not ever thinking that it was ever really going to happen. Um, but just kind of hearing her stories and hearing her daughter's stories and just like seeing some of the pictures and the things that they were doing just really, really inspired me. And I had never done anything like that before. I had never volunteered my time, really. I had never traveled that far away from home. So I had the opportunity where she told me that she was going and she asked me if I wanted to go. And um, I wasn't working at that company anymore. I was at an agency, but I asked if I could take a month leave of absence and they allowed me to do that. So um, yeah, so I, I went to Africa for a month um, with my old boss, who also I would consider a really important mentor in my career. And it was just such an amazing experience. And it's not even, you know, like you you go there thinking that you're going to donate your time and, and you're giving back, but really like they gave so much to me. It was just like such a powerful experience and seeing how um, some of these kids grow up. So basically um, we spent time at what was called Rift Valley Children's Village and it's a place where um, a woman from America started it. So she was at the time she was living in New York and she took a trip to Tanzania and she felt like she was home when she was there. So she ended up quitting her job and starting this children's village. And all of the kids that live there, they have, you know, different backgrounds and different challenges that they've faced. And they come to live at the village and it's it's their home. So these kids are not adoptable. They are provided food and shelter and education, and um, it's really grown since it started. I don't know how many children are there now, but you can just really feel like all the love, you know, when you're there. So even though these kids like had all of these really, really traumatic experiences, you wouldn't know that when you're there. That's amazing. Was it scary to you? Because I, I think of myself too sometimes in these situations and, and change is hard. Was it scary to be like, I need a leave of absence to go do this? Because you kind of didn't know what you're getting into. I know you wanted to do it, but yeah. it's still like so foreign. Were there yeah. I mean, I, challenges? I was nervous. Yeah, I was nervous about it, but um, I also knew, you know, the, my, the, the agency that I was at at the time, I had known him for a long time and he also knew Eleanor who I went on this trip with. So just kind of having those connections made the ask a little bit easier. And I was also going at a time when we weren't as busy. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it took a lot of preparation before I left and then obviously catching up when I got back. But 
um, yeah, it was kind of scary to ask, but I'm glad that I did. Worth it. Yeah. That's so cool. I know you talk about mentors too. How do you feel it? What is the importance, I guess, of mentors when you enter your career and who are some of your mentors? Um, I mean, mentors are so important. And I think that a lot of times people are mentors and they don't even really know it. Um, so I don't think you always have to have like a formal mentorship program, although those are um, are awesome and amazing experiences for anybody that is growing in their career. But, you know, I just learned so much. Um, so Eleanor, who I went to Africa with, she was she's probably been one of the most influential, if, if not the most influential person in my career. Um, I just always looked up to her. She always, um, she was very strong. Like she commanded attention. Like when you walked into a room, you noticed her. She's always dressed to the nines. She's very intelligent. She juggled being a mom. She's very into fitness. And so she was just always somebody that I looked up to um, early on in my career. So um, that's always been really important. And, um, you know, I just feel like, having people like that, like if, if you don't have that in your, in, in your career, I just think that really limits you because you don't have that example to really look, to look up to. Yeah, it's so true. And I think so many areas of life to have mentorship is important because that's the beauty of people older than you. They've done the things they've made mistakes, right. they've learned, and they have a plethora of knowledge and wisdom. And mm -hmm. it's a disservice if we don't use that. I think so. Yeah, for so sure. And I think one other, like really, um, you know, anybody that's kind of coaching you is I feel that mentors throughout my career have really helped me like have a little bit more confidence and, and get a voice and, you know, sometimes just like push me when I felt uncomfortable. So that's like another area that I just feel is so important. Otherwise I, you can limit yourself to what you maybe think that you can do because somebody else sees something in you. Mm -hmm. I think that, limiting beliefs are so real and so apparent. And I think everyone has them in some facets. So there's something to be said about, even if you sort of think you have it or have the confidence to do something, when someone else acknowledges it, it just, it just accentuates that whatever it is that you need to do. Like it's, it's so important to have that in your life. Let's, I love that. Yeah. And I feel like just um, one more point on that, because I so I was at this um, women in business forum yesterday, which was really interesting. But we talked about that in terms of confidence and specifically like how it relates to women. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean this in a sexist way, but it's it's a fact that a, a male will look at a job description and he'll have 50 percent of the qualifications and mm -hmm. he'll. Yeah, I can do that job. Yeah. <laughs> And a woman will look at the same job description and she'll have 99% of the qualifications and she'll feel unqualified because she doesn't have a hundred percent. And I just think that just goes back to, you know, having that confidence in yourself to know that you can do it and you don't always have to have all the qualifications. Like you can mm -hmm. learn as you go. Yeah, that's true. I remember when I started competing in pageants, they um, recommended this book called the confidence code and it went over those exact things like to a T and it's just natural and inherent and the, you know, a huge difference between men and women. And um, it's important to recognize those things, I think early on, and mm -hmm. that way you can learn from them and hopefully break those cycles or break those yeah. habits. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing though, that I think is amazing that you mentioned too, 
your mom, a mom of two, uh, full-time career woman, mom. Uh, so how do you, how do you balance like work and kids and what does that look like in your life? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I get that question a lot. Um, and there's, you know, people talk about work-life balance and it's just so different than what it was, you know, when I started my career, even obviously I didn't have kids at that time, but, um, you were able to shut off work and home and everything is just kind of like blended together. So I think it's more about just like being able to balance your life and being okay with sometimes work is going to be more demanding and require more of my attention and more of my time. And there are times when my kids are going to demand more of my attention and my time, like when they're sick and they need me. So I think it's just making sure that you're putting your all in, you know, Mm -hmm. in the places where you're needed the most at that time. Like you can't always be a hundred percent to everything all the time. It's just not possible. And you're just going to burn yourself out. So I think also just giving yourself like a little bit of grace, like, okay, yeah. maybe I was the best mom today, but I rocked at work. Right. I, you know, mm-hmm. launched this awesome product or whatever it was that you did, or, you know, maybe today, uh, work was not my best, but my kids know that I love them because they weren't feeling good. And I was able to snuggle with them on the couch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think being able to balance it. Yeah. That is so important. I feel like too, one thing I admire about you is your, well, your, your ability to run first of all, but, (laughs) and your motivation to run, um, but just more so in general, like well-being, And I think that's so important and it crosses so many areas of your life. So can you talk a little bit about like why health and wellness is important to you and how that translates into the rest of the things that you do? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I feel like I've always been, you know, in tune with like health and wellness. I always played sports growing up. Um, once I went to college, I didn't, I didn't play any sports there, but that's when I really started, you know, working out on my own, not because I had to for basketball or for another type of sport, but so I started running and lifting weights and that just really, um, has stayed with me since then. Um, I think I was in my mid twenties and that's when I really started to run, um, a little bit more. And I was training for a half marathon. And I remember somebody telling me, well, if you can train for, or if you can run a half marathon, then you can run a full marathon. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing a full marathon. Um, and you start to question yourself when you're on those 20 mile runs on the, on the weekends, like, what am I doing? What did I get myself into? But one thing about running, especially if you, if you run in any kind of race, whether it's a 5k or a marathon. It's like once you're out there and like, there's the adrenaline of people cheering for you and you just kind of like feel that, um, connection with other people that are running and they're, um, executing on their goal of what they set forth to do. You just like feel that energy and all that hard work. It just like, you just feel really proud of yourself. So, um, running to me is just kind of like a form of therapy. So I just feel when things are off balance in my life, or maybe I'm feeling like I've had an off day or something and I didn't get my run in, I always feel better after I go running. And that's the thing with, with, uh, like exercising as I feel, we're not always going to be motivated to exercise, but feeling, thinking about how you feel like after you work out. And I think, you know, I've, I've read or heard that, there's never a bad workout because you always feel better, feel better, even if it's like a quick 10 minute run or walk. So that's just always been super important. And I feel like when I'm off with my workouts and I'm not 
consistent. I, I can feel that in work. And as a mom, I just feel not myself. And I feel like I'm not, you know, putting my best self forward. Yeah, I think that's so true. I think it plays such an important role in mental health too, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, it helps clear your mind. It You can escape from things like in a healthy way for a little while if you need to and just be with yourself. And being with yourself and reflecting is so important, I think. Um, and it, it's hard to do when there's so many things going on. There's so many outside noises that distract you from you know, what's important in life. But I really feel like you are such a great example of leading by example, you know, in your career, um, how you take care of yourself and your kids. What, what does leading by example mean to you? Um, leading by example to me is really, um, I think providing people with a safe place to, to grow and to explore different ideas. Um, I feel like that is something in terms of leading by example, you know, I talk about some of the, I've, I've been really fortunate to have really great leaders in my career. And one of the things that I've always valued most is that the ability to, you know, pitch an idea and try it. And even if it doesn't work out, like just being able to explore that, because again, I think that also goes back to confidence. Like you're giving somebody the chance to try something and either prove like, this is a really great idea or, okay, this didn't work, but at least we tried it. Um, so I think just being open and, you know, listening to your team um, and also developing like that next set of leaders. So you get to a point in your career and sometimes you're like, wow, I never thought I would get here. And then your job is to develop that next, that, that next generation who is going to be in your seat. And that's, I feel like a duty that you have as a leader and not, not even because you have to, but because you want to, like you want to give people the same opportunities that you had. Yeah. I think that's like such a, a pure form of leadership and mentorship is recognizing that and you do a great job at it. So um, yeah, you're welcome. And yeah, you're just, I think a great example in so many of those different areas. And it's really great to see one thing that um, I think is important too, like talking about leadership and mentorship and women's history month, the month of March and what that looks like what advice would you give to a young woman looking to pursue a career in marketing? Um, what would you say to her? Or if you could even go back and say something to your younger self that you've learned, what would that be? Um, so exploring a career, getting into a career in marketing, I would say my biggest advice would be to work for a company that values marketing um, not all organizations do. And sometimes, you know, the marketing department will be the first to get cut or um, and you you don't want to work for a company like that. Like you want to work for a company that is really values marketing and they see the value that it brings to help drive growth in the business. So you're not just a department where somebody is coming to pretty something up or, you know, you're a strategic partner in the business. So making sure that you work for a company that values that. Um, and then also I would say is really understanding your business. So whether you work, for, you work for a manufacturing company or no matter your industry, understand your business and how your business makes money and how marketing can contribute to that. That is where leadership will, will really see the value in marketing 
And then also understanding your customers so that whatever product or service that you are marketing, that you are making sure that the messaging is meeting the consumer's needs and not just what you are putting out there that you provide. I think that's wise. And it's so true. Marketing is so many people see it initially as, oh, they make things look nice. And they do. They definitely do do that. (laughs) But there is so much more that goes behind it. And uh, I think one thing that is appealing to marketing about me that you kind of touched on is it's so much to do with like psychology of people and understanding people Mm -hmm. and what drives them and what makes them want to buy something and all those things. And I think that's super interesting. Yeah. Um, I think another thing too, I would just say is just in terms of um, not specific to marketing, but just in, in, in general for somebody early in your career is if you get an opportunity to take on any like stretch assignments or assignments where you may be like wondering, you know, why am I working on this? Mm-hmm. Always take those because those are the opportunities where you're going to be able to really grow and showcase, you know, what you can do and what you're capable of. So you know, I've had some of those opportunities too. And I feel like when you get those and you nail it, like that's when you can see opportunities for growth in your career. So always, you know, kind of be the person that will be willing to take on that, that extra thing. Um, And then lastly, I just, you know, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but specifically for women is just being more confident and having Mm -hmm. a voice. Um, it, It took me a long time to feel comfortable, like really speaking up in, in meetings when, a lot of the times the rooms that I'm in, they're very male dominant. Um, so sometimes it's hard to be the person, especially the only female in a room and to be able to speak up and ask questions that too, you might feel like are stupid, but they're really not stupid questions. Um, so always just having that voice and then also asking for what you want. If you feel you deserve a promotion, do not wait for it, ask for it. If you feel that you deserve a raise, ask for it. Like it's so important that we don't just like sit and wait for things to happen, but you make things happen and you pave your own way. I love that. And you know, this podcast series is called paving the way. So that makes sense. (laughs) Did you do that on purpose? (laughs) See how that works. (laughs) Are you in marketing or something? (laughs) Just as we close out today and reflect on the power 40 in our lives, maybe trials we're going through or have overcome We understand that life will continue to have good and bad experiences and just experience the highs and lows and all the things that life throws our way. 40 is also significant in regards to time and, you know, being faith-based, we do talk about, you know, all the number 40s in the Bible, like Jesus spending 40 days fasting and so on and so forth. But if you, Angela, had just 40 minutes to impact the world, where would you start? What would you say? And it can be like, can be simple. It can be big idea anywhere in between, what, what does that look like for you? Yeah. I mean, to me, like the biggest impact just on the world in general is just giving people more grace. Um, I think sometimes we can be quick to like, almost like pounce on somebody, like, why'd you do that? Or Mm -hmm. why would you say that? And we don't always know where people are at in their lives. I mean, people are always going or not always, but people are always going to have, you know, difficult situations and times in their life. And maybe, you know, it's a long period of time and maybe it's something that they get through quickly, but I feel that there's a lot of pressure to look like you have it all together and maybe you don't, and that can come out in different ways. So I just feel like giving people some grace is so important because you just don't know what's going on in their lives. Um, and just being, just being kind, you know, and that's like the biggest thing with my kids too. Like 
I, I don't care. Well, I do care what their grades are, but I just, I want them to be kind people and, and they are, and I just, I love that. I'm so proud of them for that, but I just think having more grace and just being more kind to people. I love that you said that because I seriously had a conversation about this a few days ago, just about giving yourself grace, because I think so often when we are quick to say things to others, it's because we ourselves are not graceful to our own selves. And that's why we react certain ways to other people. And, and it's so hard, especially when you are an achiever, um, you like to accomplish things, you know, you expect a lot from yourself. And so it's really easy to lack on the grace part. Um, but it's so, it's something I'm taking on in 2023 for sure. Just giving myself grace and practicing that on others. And I think that's so important and everyone can, you know, take that and and do with it as they please. But I love that. Yeah. I I think the other thing too is, um, social media has made this much more prevalent, but just not comparing yourself to other people's lives and other people's situations. I think that, you know, people put their highlight reel on, on social Mm -hmm. media and it's like taking a step back and maybe you feel bad about yourself because you're not on vacation. You didn't go, you didn't go to a fancy restaurant. And, um, I think that just remembering to not compare yourself to other people and just be in competition with yourself and always trying to make yourself better. So true. Very important. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and being on the Power 40 podcast. I loved hearing just about your passion for what you do and how you lead by example on a daily basis. And your advice was spot on. So thank you for that. So much for having me. I appreciate it. For more information on the Power 40 podcast, visit powerofhumans.com. Also stream the podcast on your preferred streaming service.